Chapter One of Stories of Enchantment. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Stories of Enchantment by Jane Penser Myers. Chapter One The Ghost Flower or the White Blackbird. There is a region of our own land far to the westward where great mountains lift their serene heads into the eternal calm of the upper air Sunrise and sunset paint them with unearthly beauties and night with its myriads of flashing stars or its splendid moon Shines down on their white foreheads and bids them dream on through the coming ages as they have done in the past among their barren valleys one sometimes lights upon a small oasis a little mountain stream fed by the melting snows of the peaks leaps and sings and flashes to its grave in the desert sand its banks are fringed with cottonwood trees and the short grass and underbrush flourish in their shade usually some energetic american or chinaman is ranching it there and claiming all the valley but far away from the towns and the mines one may sometimes come upon a band of Indians Living their own lives separate and alone in their secluded valley a Generation ago a fierce war raged between the whites and the Indians and during its progress a train of emigrants Passing near an Indian village was attacked by the warriors of the tribe All the whites were killed except one little child who crept away into the sagebrush and worn out with fear and fatigue dropped asleep there the wife of the chief medicine man of the tribe found her and when the little one opened her eyes and putting up a piteous lip began to sob the woman gathered her into her arms with tender no no's and soft guttural cooings that soothed and quieted the child for the great spirit had lately called her own baby far over the terrible mountains to the spirit land and this little one crept into the bereaved heart of the Indian mother She took the child to her husband and received permission to keep her and So the little girl with her lint white hair and blue eyes grew up among the other children of the valley Soon after the massacre of the wagon train the tribe withdrew from the vengeance of the white soldiers to a fertile wooded valley hidden in the heart of the mountains here little Snowflower, as she was named lived happy with her foster parents her indian mother was very proud of her childish beauty and took excellent care of her she bathed her often in the clear water of the little river that ran through the valley for contrary to the popular belief the indians of the mountain are cleanly in their habits and bathe their persons and wash their garments frequently if water is plentiful she braided her fair hair and made for her pretty little dresses of pink or red calico bought at the trader's store at the agency many weary miles away in the winter she wore over her dress a warm fur coat reaching to the ankles with a hood at the back to draw over her head this was made of the skins of jackrabbits warm leggings and moccasins helped to keep her warm and she was usually very comfortable Sometimes the supply of pine nuts would give out the fish refused to bite or the jackrabbits become scarce and shy Then the only alternative was to go to the hated agency 
At such times little Snowflower was hidden in some secure place and warned to remain quiet, for her Indian mother was haunted by the fear of separation from the child. She knew that inquiries had been set afloat at the agency for a little one, said to have been saved from the massacre, and her heart told her that the child's kindred would claim her sooner or later. So for many years little Snowflower never saw a white person. When she asked her Indian father or mother why she was so different from the other children, they told her the great spirit had made her so, and she was content. Perhaps it's because I am the great medicine chief's daughter, she said to her father, and he gravely nodded. She was very fond of both of her foster parents, but her love for the medicine man was mingled with awe. When she saw him dressed for some religious dance or yearly festival, in his strange medicine dress, with his face painted in grotesque and horrible pattern, she fled to her mother and hid her face in her lap. She loved her mother devotedly, and her love was returned. The woman was like all Indian mothers, very gentle and kind to her little daughter. The little girl was never punished, and was always spoken to, in the soft, low voice peculiar to Indian women. Little daughter, little starlight, little singing bird, were the fond names bestowed on her. The years passed quietly by, until Snowflower was ten years old, when, one summer day, the medicine man came into the teepee looking very ill. He threw himself down on the pallet on the floor, and soon was unconscious. He lingered so nine days, anxiously watched and cared for by his wife and Snowflower. On the tenth day he opened his eyes and beckoned his wife to him. I must go far over the terrible mountains, into the heart of the sunset, into the spirit land. You will come soon. Watch for the token I will send you. Then, closing his eyes, he was quickly gone, and the teepee was very desolate and lonely to the wife and little snowflower. All through the long days and the bright starlit nights the wife watched for the token he would send her, until her knees grew weak and her head drooped and she could not walk. Then little Snowflower fed her and waited on her and also watched for the token that was to be sent. One day she crept into the hut and knelt by the Indian woman. Mother, she whispered, I have seen a strange sight. A flock of blackbirds lit close to our home. I thought to snare some for your food, but as I approached them, I saw that one of them was shaped like the rest. But mother, he was pure white and he lit on the ridge-pole of our home. Then the pale wife raised herself on her elbow, her eyes shining with joy. It is the spirit bird, dear little one. It is the token. Go now, quickly, up the dark ravine. Follow to its source the spring that runs past our door. I have never allowed you to go there, for a dark spirit lives in that dread place. But now, do not fear. The spirit bird will protect you. Go into the deep wood that grows around the fountain head. You will come to a fallen log. Watch closely, and come and tell me what you see. So little Snowflower, shaken with fear and grief, for she knew that her mother must soon leave her, followed the little rill up the dark ravine to its source. The white blackbird flitted ahead, and wherever he rested, the sunlight broke through the thick leaves overhead, so that she walked in light all the way. 
Presently she came in sight of the fallen log and her heart stood still with fear For sitting on the log wrapped in his blanket and smoking a long stemmed strange-looking pipe was the medicine man her foster father as she came toward him he arose and fixed on her his bright eyes and then he spoke in a soft voice that seemed to come from a long distance little pale-faced daughter take this pipe to my wife it is a token that you have seen me tell her i am lonely without her that she must be ready when the sun is setting to go with me through the sunset gates into the spirit world as for you my daughter your path lies there pointing toward the east follow it to your own nation and your own kindred and laying his pipe on the log he was gone in an instant little snowflower almost overcome with fear ran quickly to the log she picked up the pipe which changed in her hands into a strange flower the leaves the stem and the blossoms were all white it was the ghost flower or indian pipe hurrying back down the ravine she ran with flying feet into the teepee the indian woman snatched the flower from the child's hand and kissed it then listened anxiously to her story yes little one i must go i had hoped that you might go with me but the great spirit does not will it so and before i go you must leave me i must see you started on your journey and then she told her of her rescue and of her parentage this was tied fast round your neck i hid it and told no one she showed the little girl the case of a gold locket with a scrap of closely written paper within take this to the agency the paper talks but do not fear it is not bewitched the agent will speak for it and i believe it will tell you where to find your kindred now hasten dear child the sun will soon reach the cleft in the mountain and then i must go i will see you again my husband's power is great he will let me come to you whenever you find a flower like this the ghost flower then with tears and sobs they separated and when the sun was setting a great flock of blackbirds flew straight into its splendor and among them were two white ones the souls of the medicine chief and his wife and poor little snowflower had begun her long journey to the agency she left the valley secretly crept away without bidding anyone in the tribe farewell for her indian mother feared that they might detain her the medicine chief's home stood apart from the rest of the village and was approached by the villagers with fear when it was known that he was dead the tribe buried him and mourned for him but the mother and the daughter were unmolested in their grief a few days after snowflower had left a kind-hearted woman ventured near great was her surprise to find the teepee empty and it was believed by all that the medicine man had come for his wife and daughter and had conveyed them to the spirit world little snowflower followed the path as far as she had gone in the old days with her foster mother but when she came to the cave where she had been concealed she was at a loss to know which way to go she wandered on frightened and weary the food she had brought with her was almost gone one night she lay down beside a strange-looking trail there were short logs laid across it and on these were long slim logs or poles made of iron it was in a valley between two great mountains she wondered at it greatly it was either a trail made by some wizard or medicine man 
or it was made by that strange tribe to which she belonged and of which she had heard for the first time that day the pale faces but at least there was companionship in it after the horrible loneliness of the mountains so she snuggled down near the trail and went to sleep she was awakened by a terrible rumble and roar that shook the earth around her something all fire and flashing eyes went shrieking and hissing past her she screamed with fear and tried to run but her feet refused to carry her the monster went a little way and then stopped some men sprang from its back and came toward her carrying a light she saw that they were fair like herself and then she fainted the men came hurrying on it was a special train carrying the superintendent of the road and a friend did you say the massacre was just here said the gentleman right about here perhaps a few feet farther north the gentleman sighed and has nothing been heard of the child the indians positively declare that she is living somewhere in the mountains and that she is well cared for but refuse to tell anything more well i must have the child if she is to be found on why what is this he exclaimed as his foot struck against a soft little body of snow flower she shivered and moaned what in this world a little white girl dressed like a little indian cried the superintendent let me see the child she looks like my sister mary did at that age what if this is her child the little one i am searching for here let me carry her into the car she is mine i am sure of it said the gentleman and so little snowflower awoke from her swoon to a new and wonderful life it almost seemed in later years as she looked back to that time that she had entered another world for she found love riches education all awaiting her once or twice since in lonely walks she has found the ghost flower and always then appears the vague misty outline of her indian mother a few days ago her little son for she is a woman and a mother now came into the house crying mother i saw a white blackbird it was with a great flock of black ones it was just like them only it was white she hurried out of the house hoping to find the spirit bird but it had visited her found her happy and hastened back to the spirit land End of chapter 1